Hey guys, what's going on? So this is episode 20 of Coffee Thoughts Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's really become something that I like really enjoy to do, especially now that it's on iTunes and it just kind of makes it feel like a little cooler because I know everyone gets a notification when there's a new episode. Uh, so yeah, so for this episode, I, I wanted to do kind of a Q&A. So I put out a tweet a couple days ago, just, you know, asking if you had any questions. <clears throat> Got a, a lot of really awesome questions and response. So I'm going to go through those. This might be a little bit of a longer one because I'd like to try to get through as many of these as I can. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm currently sitting on the floor because I'm vibing that. I'm drinking some coffee because I can't do this without coffee. And uh, yeah, let's just let's just get into it, I guess. Um, so I'm in Toronto, where I'm going to be moving. I'm sitting in the room that I'm going to be that is going to be my room when I move in. <clears throat> so that's really cool. I've been sleeping in here a bunch, and I'm just really pumped. Um, trying to think what else before I get into this. So I'm planning a tour soon, a U.S. tour, and should be announcing that very soon. I'm really excited. Um, you know, cause it's, it's going to be a headliner and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I just really miss, uh, just really miss you guys. I miss being on the road and I should have new music out by the time I do it. I mean, I definitely will. Um, so it's going to be fun. I haven't put out anything new for a freaking long time. I put out demos, but it's <clears throat> just going to be really nice to kind of get back into that cycle and just dive in. I, I really just miss hanging out with you guys. So anyway, that's going to be cool. But yeah, so I I don't know, I I guess I've talked about a lot of things on this podcast. I've talked about meditation, music, spirituality, you know, depression, anxiety. All I've talked about a whole bunch of stuff and um I know you guys you guys seem to appreciate the stuff I talk about and I just kind of wanted to do one that was just completely focused around your questions. Um so yeah, I'm just going to go through these and and I'm sure some of you guys, you know, don't have Twitter and whatnot. Uh but hopefully these can kind of resonate with you whatever you know, whatever I end up talking about. Um, so I guess the first question we got here from Fletch Davis, uh, how do you stay motivated to make music? Um, I feel like I'm going to have really deep answers for all of these. So I, I think music is something that I'm naturally just really driven to do and to make. And it's like, it's, it's almost like a remedy for me. It's like, if I'm not making something, I feel like I'm just being stagnant and it almost kind of makes me feel like I don't have a purpose in a way. And I, I guess all of us are kind of trying to find that, you know, in, in life. And <clears throat> making music for me is like, even if it's a song that I just make and like I never release, it's like I just, I made something. Like it's just, it's getting a piece of me out into the world and knowing it's there forever. You know, like that, that's kind of the feeling that I'm trying to always find, I guess. And, and, but I think honestly, I have to say it really does help having so many people who listen to it. Like that is some, it's so special to me. And it's like, not everyone has that. And not only that, but like, I, I just feel, I mean, I think I struggle a lot with like feeling like I could do more, especially with social media now. Like I feel like I could be doing like a lot more to talk to everyone. And it's not that I don't want to, it's just like, it's not like as natural as it used to be to always be on here. Um, but at the, I was, what I was going to say is I still feel really close to all you guys and everyone who listens to my music. And it's like not only that you guys listen to my music, it's like a lot more than that. You know, you guys have been there with me in my life through so much. Like even if you just found my music yesterday, like I don't care. Like you're still a part of it. Or if you've been there for 10 years, like it's it means the world to me. And I, th- I feel like that is a huge part of what motivates me too because I see like how my music can affect people. And I think, you know... I want to be able to give that to people as well as give it to myself. So that's an awesome question um, from Fox uh, Haley Grace. Uh, what do you do when you feel stuck and can't continue making art because depression keeps dragging you down? 
I have to say at this point, I feel like I've gotten, I've, I've gotten to know myself really well. So when I, if I feel depressed, like the rare times that I do, I mean, it's not that I don't have days where I feel like sad or confused or whatever. Like I have them. It's just a bit different than it used to be before. It would be like straight depression for like two weeks. And like, I couldn't do anything and I just didn't want to do anything. And I was upset. And now I feel like I've done a lot of mental work to kind of be super aware of when all that stuff happens and to just be able to let it kind of pass. Um, so if I ever have those periods of time, I honestly don't try to feel any different. It's not like when I have those, I'm like, okay, how do I fix this? I just kind of let it pass. And like, I've kind of learned there's nothing else that I can really do. And I know when I have periods where I, I don't feel inspired to create stuff, it's going to come back around. Like it always does. And that's why I'm still here making music. You know, it's like, I've had patches where I haven't been able to write for months, but they've come back around. It's like every time, you know, I allow that space. I experience things in my life through that space, and then when it is time for me to write again, I have more experiences to <clears throat> to write about, and sometimes can even write about that space and how much it sucks and how much you don't want it. But it's like if it wasn't there, I wouldn't, you know, have have some time away. So that's kind of, I guess, my answer to that question. Um, from Colin, Doctor Steez, how do I deal with self doubt? That's a good question because that is something I've struggled with a lot, and I still do, to be honest with you. And I think the biggest thing. Is like, yeah, maybe I'll never be able to fully, truly not care what anyone thinks as much as I would love that. Um, you know, but I think it's just the awareness that self-doubt, like where self-doubt comes from. Because it's like, if you, I always think about this. If you if you were the only human in the world, you would never have self-doubt, really. Because you ha you wouldn't have anyone else telling you anything. You wouldn't, There would be no one else doing anything, so you, you couldn't compare yourself to people. It would just be you. You wouldn't even probably have that thought, you know what I'm saying? So I always try to remember it comes from reflections, you know what I'm saying? Like it's something that reflects back to you and you kind of build a mental image of yourself that is based on those outer things or like, you know, comparing yourself to somebody or what somebody said. And that's not really truth, you know what I mean? Like it can feel like truth, but it's not. So I feel like it, to me, it's that awareness. And also what I've honestly learned, and I have to say this is, this has been true every time that I felt it. Um, and lately for the pretty much the first time in my life, I've actually felt confident. I think that's a lot to do with like how hard I've worked to change my body and just like get in shape <clears throat> along with a couple other things. But I, you know, I, what I've noticed is that the more confident I feel, the more comfortable I am to talk to people or strangers and like people can sense that and people react to that. And it's kind of crazy because like the more confident you are, the more confident you will seem to people, which will attract, you know, people to you more. And it's just cool. Cause it's like, even if you don't feel confident, if you fake it, like you'll, you'll feel that back from people. You know what I mean? It's just like the more you feel that back, the more confident you get. So it's this cool cycle. And I think it also works the other way. So I've really kind of learned that. And I try to look at, I honestly try to look in mirrors less because I feel like every time you walk past a mirror, you, your first thing is you want to look at it and like, you'll immediately see something that's wrong with yourself. For me, I just try not to. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to look because I feel fine. And like, I don't want to have that thought. So, and, but the more you do those little things, and kind of take care of yourself, especially. I feel like a lot of it's how you feel inside that determines what you you know radiate outwards, and also how you feel physically. So I try to just keep those things in mind. But it happens sometimes to everyone, and <clears throat> it's okay. You know, it's just it's okay. But that, thanks for that question. That's actually really really awesome. Um, my biggest inspiration. It's it's tough because I have a few different ones in different areas of my life. Um, but musically, I mean, I feel like I've talked about this before, but you know, when I first started, it was like Never Shout Never and Chase Coy and kind of some other underground, more like underground 
acoustic artists from MySpace and stuff, and then it kind of progressed into like Ed Sheeran and Lights, and I discovered Under Oath. They're my favorite band of all time. Um, you know, for vocals, it was Aaron from Under Oath. Um, you know, for just being down to earth, it's still Ed Sheeran. For being confident, it's Machine Gun Kelly right now, and for, for electronics of it's Chainsmokers. But I also have like spiritual people that I, I guess that's a good word for it, like Eric Pepin. I've promoted his stuff, Higher Balance and Rebel Guru Radio. Um, he's helped me so much, just teach me about spirituality, and, and I've actually you know been able to hang out with him in person. It's his shit, so it's awesome. Eckhart Tolle, one of my favorites. Um, Abraham Hicks, uh, Ram Dass. You know, there's a lot of people that kind of have different impacts on me. Of course, like my parents and, you know, my friends. And so I feel like it kind of changes. Um, so, and that was from, sorry, that was from Pastel, Black Lemonade. I love your Twitter names, guys. <laughs> this is kind of fun. To, it's, it feels different doing a podcast like this, but it's kind of cool. I hope you guys are enjoying it. So <clears throat> how many tattoos do I have? You know, what? I, I saw that question. I was going to count before I started this and I forgot to, but I have like my whole left hand almost done with a bunch of little ones. Um, and I have one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven on my left arm, eight on my left arm, a big half sleeve on my other arm. So I think I have like 12. I mean, I don't know, 12 or 13, but I, some of them are like multiple things in one, but I definitely want to get more soon. Kirsty says, when will you be coming to the UK to tour? I don't know, but I guarantee you I will be back. I love the UK. I love playing there. I love you guys. Europe is amazing. Somewhere I've always wanted to go since I was a kid. So it's awesome to be able to say I've been there like four times, four or five times now. Like it's fucking beautiful and I'll definitely be back. So don't you worry. Danny Hurtado says, how does it feel to have fans from other countries and all around the world sending you love from Bolivia? That's really cool. I mean, even just that tweet, it's kind of ironic because it's like Bolivia. That's like such a faraway country. It's amazing. Like it's, it's cool. And if I feel like with social media, we're super used to like, we can talk to anyone from anywhere in the world in a fucking second. But when you stop and think about it, it's like someone is literally sitting there interacting with your cyber self from a physical place in the world, you know what I mean? Like, someone's experiencing a moment and went through their whole day and interacted with you and like, you're actually a part of their life and it's easy to forget that because you're behind a screen. But it's fucking awesome. Like, I looked at my Spotify numbers and, and stats from last year and it was just blew my mind. It was like so many people from so many different countries and like, <clears throat> like it literally was like, all the people who listen to your music could fill Wembley Stadium. I think it was like six nights in a row and I'm like, holy shit, like that's a lot of people. and. It's awesome. It's such a blessing, and uh, it is really. And I'm so lucky, and I'm so blessed to to be able to have so many people all over the world. Because it's like, like I said, it's like you guys. You guys do feel like my friends, even if we've never met. Like I feel close to you guys, and it doesn't matter where you are. So it's it's really awesome, and and it really is inspiring to me. So thank you all for being there. Um, someone else asked about the UK. Two other people asked about the UK. I'll be back, guys. I promise. Uh, Jamie Marie, when are you releasing your albums? It's going to be very soon. Um, I, I have to get a whole bunch of content ready first. Um, and I'm going to be launching pre-orders and I think we're going to be doing an Indiegogo as well. Um, cause I'm coming, I, I'm not with Epitaph Records anymore, so I'm back to being independent, which is definitely a bit of a rebuild period. Um, <clears throat> so I think we're going to launch an Indiegogo for these, like, dual, this dual album release cause I'm releasing two. And it's been a lot of work to get them together, and they're still not completely done. Like, I have to get them mixed still. I have to do some music, more music videos and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But it's definitely going to be this year, and I'm guessing within the next at least, like, you know, four to six months. I mean, I, I know when I'm going to be releasing the first singles. I don't know about the albums, but it'll be soon, and I'm really pumped. 
So, yeah, I, I thank you guys for being so patient because it's been a long time. It feels like it's been forever since I put out something, but I I feel like I needed to take the time, and I honestly, I mean, I discovered electronic music. I made a bunch of that stuff, and, and I feel like doing that also gave me more perspective on the acoustic stuff, so I've written my best acoustic music, so it's cool to be able to do both, and I'm kind of you know really just trying to map out in my head like how I want to do that and because it's gonna it is gonna be like it's gonna be say we can fly which is gonna be what it always is and there's Braden Barry which is gonna be the electronic stuff so it's kind of like I'm adding on a whole other world and layer to my music which is gonna be sweet so it's just a, it's a little more work and it's gonna take more time and you know more money and more everything else than anything I've done um and I feel like I've had to do a lot of internal work on myself and physical work like to just feel like I'm ready for for it you know so it's coming and then I'll be touring very soon after so um yeah I'm, I'm excited to release this stuff um Caitlin Mrs. Disney what is your favorite lyric you've ever written hmm I don't know I, I feel like in a way it's you're as beautiful as you were yesterday because for some reason that resonated with so many people um I mean it doesn't necessarily resonate the most with me but I feel like that's one of my favorites because it like you know it meant a lot to a lot of people um, <clears throat> I, th I feel like the song Shallow that I wrote and just shot a music video for in Vancouver, um, even though you're a ghost, you're still taking up most of my heart. I don't know. For some reason, that line is always going to mean a lot to me, and that song is always going to be, like, probably my favorite that I've ever... I mean, maybe if I write new ones that are awesome, I'll feel different, but for now, it's like, you know, I've written a lot of songs the last year, and this that's still my favorite. Um, but I'd have to... I mean, maybe some from Driftwood Heart. Kind of depends how I'm feeling, I guess. But, and someone else, the song Someone Else, I really am proud of that song, and that was my first time ever trying to write, like, more, not like, it's not, like, rap, but it's, like, a lot more wordy, so, I, that's a cool song, too, um, and let's see, Paige, Paige Leak, what's up, when did you really start getting into meditation, um, I think I was about, like, 16, it's kind of funny how it happens, and meditation has been a huge part of my life, and still is, and, and I know I talk about it quite a bit on social media, and I know not everyone's into it. If you're not, though, you should try it. I think you should try it. I know it's kind of like one of those things where people are like, oh, I can't meditate, my brain is always going. Well, it's like, dude, it's like working out. You just do it more and more, and like every time you get a little bit better, and like it makes a little more sense. But yeah, so I, I saw a tweet actually from Christopher Drew when I was like 16. He tweeted this YouTube video called Spirit Science, and I watched it, and I just was like, holy shit. Like I started talking about like, you know just basically explaining meditation, then it kind of, I watched the whole series and just went into all this crazy spiritual shit, and, like, that was kind of my doorway, and then I found Eckhart Tolle, and then I found Eric Pepin, and then I just kind of started practicing more, I started messing around with astral projection, I just started to have really fucking crazy experiences that I, and I was like, okay, hey, this shit is real, this shit is for me, and I just need to pursue it, and... I guess ever since then, it's just, and I discovered the law of attraction, like, you know, the secret, I watched that movie, and I know it's just a movie, but it's like, it really explained the idea to me, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this, I tried it with like, a couple small things, it worked, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this with something else, so I started trying it with bigger things, and it kept working, and I was like, hey, there's some crazy shit going on in this reality that we don't, not everyone knows about, and I'm like, I wanna learn more about it, so I just kinda kept up with it, and you know, there's been patches in my life where I've fallen off and not really stayed spiritually connected, but it's like, so that's gonna happen sometimes, you know, it's like, I, I, I want to meditate every day, I want to do it every day, and I want to be my best every day, but it's like, you can't. Sometimes you're going to mess up, sometimes you're going to fall off, but, you know, it's always there to come back to, so, yeah, thanks for asking about that, I appreciate that. Um, Amber, um, how do you come up with tunes when I start writing music? I've kind of explained this before, but I, literally what I do, actually, there's a guitar right here, so let me just show you. 
Um, I'll pick up my guitar, and it's very out of tune. So I'll tune it. And I'll literally just strum chords. Until I literally find chords that resonate with how I feel. And I really think that every emotion that we have creates a vibration, creates a frequency, and literally that's why like happy emotions make you feel like brighter and faster and you know you're vibrating at a higher frequency whereas like sad emotions they make you feel slow, they make you feel kind of blah and I, that's, I mean I think it's like all about the vibration of the emotion and every chord and every note has a, literally has a vibration that's why you know it's like A, B, C, D and like they're all vibrating at different um, rates so I, I literally will mess around until the emotion and the and the sound kind of match, and I just know when that happens, and then I just play, and I just play until I build the story, and the chords always build the story, and I feel like Driftwood Heart is great if you you know if you're really interested, just listen to that song because the finger picking in that right at the beginning that's that's building the the setting for the story, and that's you know I think the music to me is almost more important than the lyrics. It's, it's I mean they're both equally as important, but like. I need to have that foundation because it's like, depending on the music, that, that literally will bring someone to a specific place before the vocals even start. So it's like, I need to make sure that's the place where the story's gonna be. So that's kind of how I do it, I guess. It's like, at the same time, it's like, it's not really me writing it. You know, I kind of just look at it as it's the universe just doing it through me and I just gotta open myself up. So why is lettuce green from Taylor? I don't know, is it really though? And what is lettuce? That's just a word that we apply to something. Um, that we don't really know what it is. It's just a bunch of molecules and, you know, we perceive color, so maybe our perception of color is actually wrong. We know, we can't really prove it, so I don't know. It's a good question. Um, Jamie Marie, do I follow any religion? No, I do not. I would just consider myself to be spiritual, I guess, if you wanted to put a word to it. Um, to me, it's just, like, honestly, like, most religions are really reaching for, like, the same things. They just put kind of different filters on it, and I just have met so many people that aren't religious or are religious and like are happy you know it's just like I don't to me it's like I don't need that to be happy I I feel like a lot of that is trying to search for something outside of yourself and that's kind of I mean I was raised as a Christian it's like I was always being taught God like the whole like these things that were mentally felt so outside of me and different from me when I truly believe that's not the right way to go like I really feel like honestly to me also so much of that shit is just metaphors. Like, I, you can't personify that stuff, you know? I feel like we try to wrap our human brains around it, so we need to kind of personify it, but if you can just kind of let go and just be like, yeah, you know, I don't know, and, like, I just feel this love, and I feel this, there's something in this universe that's, you know, creating everything and keeping everything going and is inside of me, and, you know, I, if you kind of can just feel that connection, because for me, it's like, yeah, I fucking believe in God, but... It's, that's just a word, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get too caught up in the words. Like, the universe, God, life, love. Like, it just all, to me, is one thing. It's just that feeling, you know? Like, you can find God when you're fucking wasted at 3 a.m. with your best friends, having the best time. Like, you can find God when you're standing on a mountain by yourself, you know, looking at the sunset. You can find God when you feel, like, the most depressed in the world and you see, like, I don't know, like, a freaking leaf that looks beautiful and just reminds you that everything's okay. Like it's not like a person to me, you know, and we always want to perceive things as like human, but anyway, so that's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not religious though, um, let me see here, and again, everyone, I want everyone to believe what they want, because that's the point, so, um, let's see here, 
Um, Gabby, music love always. How do you get through super rough patches and not fall into a dark place? You know, sometimes you got to let yourself fall into that dark place. And, like, I've gone through that. I think just the biggest thing is, is like, you got to remind yourself of little things, like how small the chances of you existing in the first place actually are. And some part of you, some part of your consciousness literally worked its ass off to make you exist and like beat all the other potential versions of you. You know what I mean? Like beat all the other potential lives and you won out of that, literally that race from when you were a friggin' microbe. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this life is. I don't know why I'm here. I don't really know anything, but all I know is it's an experience. Like I'm able to perceive it and I could be not as lucky. I could not have existed or I could have a crazy disability. Like I can fully perceive this life and the bad parts are just like, if you can just look at it as like, it's all just an experience. Like don't get too attached to the good parts. Don't get too attached to the bad parts. See it all as like, it's an experience. And like it has these dark parts. It has these light parts, but the whole thing is an experience. And if you can just let yourself go through that, it's all about how you look at it. It really is all like life is really how you perceive it. So I just think try to appreciate the shit times too. Um, sorry, I'm trying to go through this. Avalon, how do you get inspiration for new music? Cause all your music hits my feeling somehow, and I love it. Thank you. Um, I don't really know. I just I think um, it just happens. Honestly, it's just like it just happens, and it's like I I need to tell my story. I need to share my thoughts. Um. And it's just, I just keep it real, you know? I, I just, I'm like, I, my natural way to interpret the world is to write about it, you know? I, whereas some people, it's like photography, or some people, it's to make a film. Like, to me, it's to write. So I can't really, I don't know necessarily where it comes from, but it's just there. And I just want, sometimes I just want to express something that I can't express in words. And I, I want to say it in a way where people can feel it and not just have to hear it, you know? Because I feel like that's completely different. And, um... So I just kind of let it happen. Um, let me see here. What do I eat on my diet thing? Um, honestly, I, the biggest part of my diet is called intermittent fasting. So I have 16 hours a day where I don't eat anything, and that includes when I'm sleeping. So it's really not that hard. So and, and I eat all my food within an eight-hour window. And I usually just eat protein. Uh, I don't really eat many carbs. I don't really. I barely ever have you know sugary stuff. I just don't like it. I don't want it. Um, a lot of coffee, but I try to focus around, you know, protein, basically. Um, but the thing, you know, you can eat whatever you want as long as you stay at a calorie deficit because that's literally how you lose weight is being at a calorie deficit. It's like just as simple as either you eat too much or you eat enough or you eat, you know, less than you need so you'll your body will burn the fat you already have. So uh, let me see here. I might uh, actually kind of wrap this up kind of soon because I feel like it's been pretty long, a lot longer than I thought it would be, but... Um, let me see here. Uh, <laughs> my favorite 80s band. I'm not really into 80s music, to be honest. My dad is. Um, so he showed me a bunch of it the other night. It was Depeche Mode. And it was pretty cool. I've just never resonated with the sounds from the 80s. And I feel like every decade has its own sound, you know. Um, and those sounds have just never resonated. Like, just, they don't hit me in the place of, you know, where something like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. It just resonates. Like, it just doesn't. Um, not that I don't like it, but, um, Courtney B, is your record company, Pure Wolf Records, still a thing? I've been curious for a while. Yes. I haven't done anything with it, because I was on a record label for a while, but I'm going to be releasing these new albums under Pure Wolf. It's really just more of a thing to have for myself. Like, I think maybe down the road, when I have the time and have the focus and energy, like, I would like to help out other artists, for sure. 
Um, but for now, it's just like a thing, you know, it's a cool little thing to have. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be releasing my new music under that. So you're ghoul senpai. Do I have any other hobbies or passions that I do aside from music? Um, Netflix. I legitimately love watching, like, TV and TV shows, I mean, and movies. I love film. I love, like, everything to do with it. I love learning about behind-the-scenes stuff. I love, you know, I love meditation. I love going for walks. Like, I go for so many walks. Um, you know, I love, uh, I do really love graphic design. I don't really do it a whole ton. Um, but, I mean, mixing and, but I guess that's music stuff, but... Honestly, no, I just like chilling. Like, I truly, I just love chilling. I love being chill. I love hanging out with people and going on little adventures and seeing things. And that's pretty much it. And making music. And that's, I'm totally okay with that. Um, okay, I'm just going to see what else I can find here. Okay. Sorry, guys. Vampire Girl 17. Did you have a Valentine? No. I did not. I did have coffee, and I had, um, I watched New Girl, because that's a great show, um, but that's, no, that's pretty much it. I haven't really even thought about that stuff very much, so I'm pretty, pretty stoked to just be chilling on my own. Um, Zach, oh, this is actually a good question. This is more for music people. Um, how do you make the most of your money? When did your career become really profitable? I think it's important to kind of go over that. Cause I know a lot of people are trying to make a living with music. Um, there was about four or five years when I didn't really make money with my music and, and I didn't even care that much. I would literally drive friggin' eight hours to play a show and, and not even get paid gas money. Like I just was like so down to do it. Um, but I remember I, I got my first iTunes paycheck. I put my when I put Dandelion Necklace on iTunes. Or no, maybe it was Your Heart Was No Place for a Monster Like Me. I remember the first month I made like I sold like fifty copies of it. And I was like, holy shit! Like I just made money with music because I worked at a grocery store. Um, and uh, so honestly, most of the money though, I feel like this is pretty consistent with a lot of bands is from touring. Like, you know, every here's the thing is like the more people you can bring to a show which again is why social media is so important, the more you're going to get paid. Because a lot of people like don't understand how it works, but like how it works is I have a booking agent who will call a venue or contact the promoter and be like, yeah, we want to tour, we want to play this venue, um, and they'll negotiate a guarantee, which is like how much I'm going to get paid to do the show. Regardless of how many people come, it's like I'm getting this amount of money. Um, and obviously, you know, if I sell it to venue or something like I get a back end, I get a percentage of tickets after the venue expenses and shit. Um, so that's great. And again, that takes a long time to build though. And, but that's, you know, once you can get to that point, it's awesome because you're not losing money, you're making money. And, and same with merchandise, like that's huge. Merchandise is like everything. And that's, um, and, but you know, again, honestly, Spotify like is really, has really picked up on, on how they pay artists. Like, I think they're pretty damn good. And, like, I have companies that collect royalties from, like, literally everything. Like, any internet radio streams. Like, um, anything, like, I mean, my stuff's been on MTV or, like, any, like, random radio stations. Like, there's companies that collect royalties from literally everything. And it definitely adds up. Um, and, of course, like, iTunes sales, YouTube revenue. Um, you know, but honestly, at the end of the day, a lot of it has been touring. Um, and I think it really kind of started becoming profitable like when I put out Between the Roses I mean it was pretty good before like you know I was making like like I was making a solid living by the time I was like 17 or so like I mean it was enough because I wasn't I didn't have my own place and stuff but I could make more music and make more videos um but it started getting really you know a lot better when I put out Between the Roses because that's kind of when things started popping a little more for me and like I started touring more 
and um, you know, I was just I feel like Between the Roses really helped kind of elevate things. Um, you know, I started getting more press and like alternative alternative press and like magazines and shit that I wanted. MTV spins. Um, my shirts were in Hot Topic for a minute, um, and then that kind of all dissipated when I signed. Um, you know, which again, because I pretty much guarantee nobody from that label is ever gonna hear this, but it you know it's something that I kind of wish I could undo. But I did it, and I learned, and here I am again, and I want to rebuild to that point because, you know, I've learned a shit ton. So I don't know if that helps at all, but honestly, it's just like, it just takes a shit ton of work, and it takes everything you have, and if you're not willing to give it everything you have, you're probably not going to get there, you know, and that's the truth. It's like a lot of people want, like, an easy thing. It's like, you can't do it overnight. Like, it's going to take fucking years, but if you're willing to do it, like, I've been doing this for 10 years, um, and, you know, it's like, I still have so much work that I got to do, and, like, I, I've had periods of failure i've had periods of awesome success but at the end of the day it is all about the journey and if you're not down with the journey then i wouldn't say even bother going on it you know because you're gonna have to go through the roughest fucking patches you're gonna have to be willing to sacrifice literally everything not ever make an excuse not to show up or not to do something um you know you just have to do everything you can to be there to show up at the end of the day that's that's the most important thing and you gotta know what you want universe will help you take care of the rest um but, you know, you just got to believe in yourself and, and you can't let money stop you. You can't let fear of failure stop you because that's why most people never get to do what they want to do because they don't even try. It's just like they're scared of what might happen so they don't bother. And so you do it to yourself, you know, so you just got to just got to move past that. So um, I think I'm going to wrap it up here. Could I live in a world without coffee? No. Yes, I mean, I could. But I would really prefer not to. Um, oh, there's one more question I did want to answer. This is from Emmy Lynn. This will be the last one. Um, what is your definition of success and happiness? Because success might not be the same as someone else's and vice versa. Um, my definition of success for myself, I mean, I have goals that I want to achieve with music. But truly, at the end of the day, if I can always make a living with music and know that new people are hearing my music every day, and that it's having a an impact on people's lives like that i'm good you know like there's things i want to do and milestones i want to hit but whether or not i hit those if i can impact someone's life every day through my music or through just myself i'm good you know and i feel like i've done my part um you know you can always feel like you could do more with yourself and i definitely feel like that a lot but you know if, if i can just do that, and if I can just honestly appreciate life, like, I don't really, I, I, I freaking live out of a backpack, you know, like, I, I keep, I, tra I travel a lot, and, like, I don't like to stay in one place a lot, so it's just, I'm, I'm just so down with this journey, it's, like, if I can just keep, keep making shit, and keep, like, telling my story, and sharing it with people, and then I'm good, you know, if I never have to be in one place for the rest of my life, and I can just keep moving, I'm happy, I'm, I'm successful, and, the truth is, too, this is probably my last point I'm going to leave you with. This applies to more than just music. There's always going to be something more. The grass is always going to be greener, you know. When you, you think something's going to, you think if you achieve something, it's going to fulfill you. You get there. Maybe it's great for a little bit, but eventually you're going to feel this. You're going to be like, oh, I need something else. Like, it just keeps going. So you've got to be happy with whatever you're doing in the moment, wherever you are. you got to accept it. you got to enjoy y yourself and your life just as much. No matter if you're killing it or if you're failing, you gotta just be okay. And you gotta just be.
be willing to just keep rolling. Like whether you're super successful, stay focused just as much as you were when you were broke. You know what I mean? Like you just got to keep rolling. Um, cause you just never know what's going to happen. And you just, I don't know. To me, there's not like one thing that defines success. It's just being able to do what I do and I fucking love it and I can, and I am doing it and I will never stop doing it. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. This was a longer episode. I know some of you guys did make it through because some of you guys listen to all these and it's freaking awesome. And I love you. And it means a lot that you do because I love making them. So, um, yeah, well, I hope you have a great night and I will definitely, uh, make another one of these at some point soon. I started sending out my emails again. Um, and I'm going to try to do a live stream again soon because I miss doing this. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Really excited to show the new music, the new music video. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to end this. I will talk to you guys soon. Stay cozy and be well.